Blog Talk Radio. Oh 
Brothers and sisters, welcome to another night of the Lord's Hour with Pablo Medina. Um, I thank you for coming out and supporting the show. Uh, We have a good show for you tonight. I am not holding back today. I'm putting it all out there. Um, We should have some good stuff. We should have the Holy Spirit just moving tonight. Hallelujah. I just want to read a quick scripture before we go ahead and get into the praise and worship. Um, Just because I I love to praise and worship my Lord and Savior that has saved my soul. And he's going to do mighty things coming up once the latter rain hits. And we see that latter rain and and, uh, we see the Holy Spirit moving in us. We see our lights getting brighter and brighter. In this darkening world Um, But it's always brightest Right before the Right before the sunrise It's always the brightest The stars are always the brightest Right before the sunrise I believe the Lord is going to do a mighty thing in us Like it says in Isaiah 60 We just have to uh, If the Lord is giving you a time of rest right now We just got to use this time to rest Because I believe I believe the Lord doesn't want anyone to perish And he'll do whatever he can To bring them into the kingdom You see he uses these crises These these crises He uses a crisis To bring his people closer to him He's done it throughout all the All, all time Throughout the old ancient histories Of the Old Testament and the Torah And all that stuff He's always used a crisis To bring his people back To draw his people back Why? Because he don't want them to perish So unfortunately We all learn the hard way And the hard way is through crisis Um, The Israelites Had to get out of Egypt They were oppressed There was massive crisis there The, um, The wormwood In the Old Testament Where they had Passover And they had to put the blood of the lamb Around the post that was crisis um, uh, When there was famine in the land And Joseph uh, Became the one of the head stewards uh, Israel went through a crisis Every time There was a crisis The Lord was using that to bring them back To him That's all he wants So that's why this world is going to go through some crisis uh, The birth pains are increasing They're intensifying 
they're getting closer and closer together. The the birth pains are getting closer and closer together. Soon we're gonna see the birth, the new, the new the the the, the, the new age, the new millennium. You see, the new age wants to use uh, the Lord's words uh, before they came up with their new age. New age was already in the Bible, and the Lord is gonna do a mighty thing before we go out. I believe the church is going to go out with power and mightiness and gloriness, like it says in Isaiah 60, in Joel 2, in Malachi 4, um, uh, Colossians 3, and uh, 4, I believe it is. Um, beautiful stuff is going to happen, and I'm here tonight to share that with you so you can be equipped and you can be empowered in this time. So the enemy can't make you to fear because so many are fearing. And I just want to clear the air. And uh, <laughs> I got some good stuff for you tonight. I, I, I believe you're going to like it. But let us turn to scripture now before we go ahead and get into praise and worship. Because uh, I want to explain why I love praise and worship so much. The Lord loves it so much. And I believe... That's how we enter into the Holy of Holies. Uh, we we enter through the gates with thanksgiving, and we enter the Holy of Holies through the altar of incense, the praise and worship that goes up, and it's just a sweet-smelling aroma to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who sits at the right hand of the Father for all eternity. Hallelujah. Okay, let's turn to Psalms. 150 For all those that want to listen That want to read along Let's go ahead and turn to Psalms 150 Praise God in his sanctuary Praise him in his mighty firmament Praise him for his mighty acts Praise him according to his excellent greatness Praise him with the sound of the trumpet Praise him with the lute and harp. Praise him with the timbrel and dance. Praise him with stringed instruments and flutes. Praise him with loud cymbals. Praise him with clashing cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. I said let everything that has breath, brothers and sisters, praise the Lord. Let's give him our praise tonight, Lord Jesus. Let's give him our praise tonight, brothers and sisters, to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who has saved us and, has, and who's going to do mighty things through us, who loves us, who, who, who lives through us, who lives in us, who gives us the Holy Spirit to dwell with us, to guide us. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus.
now, Holy Spirit. Fall upon us now, Holy Spirit. Fall afresh on us, Lord. Give us a fresh anointing tonight, Lord Jesus. Give us a fresh anointing tonight, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Awaken our souls tonight, Lord Father. Awaken us. Arise. Let us arise.
Hallelujah. Overflow tonight, Lord Jesus. Overflow tonight, Lord Father. Bring us fresh oil tonight, Lord Jesus. Father, iron sharpens iron, Lord Jesus. And we come tonight before you, Lord Jesus, to try to sharpen our irons, to try to sharpen our swords. Lord Father, when when most of the world is out partying on a Saturday night, Lord Father, we're here, Lord Jesus, to get more of you. We're here to learn more of you. We're here to 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 be with you, Lord, to fellowship in the midst of your presence, Lord Father. To seek, Lord Father, to drink of the water. Lord, to drink of the rivers of living water, Lord, we come before you tonight, Lord Father. We come, Lord Father, to eat, Lord Father, not not milk and honey. We come, Lord Jesus, to get the meat and potatoes, Lord Father, that will sustain us, Lord Jesus, in the trials to come, Lord Father. We come before you tonight, Lord Jesus, looking, Lord Father, looking for your for your manna. We come looking, Lord, for, for a newness, Lord Jesus. We come looking and seeking, Lord Jesus. We seek your face and we keep seeking, Lord Father. We knock and we keep knocking, Lord Jesus. Lord Father, and you open the door for us, Lord Father. Those that seek, they find. Those that knock, the door is opened. Lord Father, and I thank you for that, Lord Jesus. Lord Father, give me the gift of teaching tonight, Lord Father, so that we may all learn tonight, Lord Jesus, of your mighty words and your teachings, Lord Jesus. Oh, Holy Spirit, flow through us. Flow in the midst of us tonight, Holy Spirit. Yahavah Sebaot. Release your Zadik Ruakim to go to work now behind the scenes in the technologies, in the technology realm, Lord Father, in the cables, Lord Jesus. Lord Father, Yahavah Sabao, release your Zadik Ruakim to take over now. Take over the controls. Let us have a clear communication tonight. Let the cables be clear. Let the transmission go clear, Lord Jesus. We rebuke the spirit of Bozy. We rebuke the spirit of Boise and Bozy and Boz. We rebuke him right now. He has no place right now. We are declaring the power of Yahavah. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. He is for us. Who can be against us? Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. And we declare right now, everything that is given is given to to us, the sons and daughters of God, and I take and I take control right now over the technology. I take control right now over this communication, so that it's a clear communication. Anoint me now with the spirit of teaching, so so that you can flow, Lord, Holy Spirit, multiply in me now. Let the, look through these eyes, speak through this mouth, breathe through this nose. Oh, hallelujah! Flow. Breathe your presence into this nose, Lord Father, your numas, the breath of the living God, the numas, the breath of the living God. Oh, praise you, Jesus. We worship you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your love. Hallelujah. And then, and I seal this prayer by the blood of the Lamb. Let it go unhindered into the throne room now. Let this prayer go unhindered, Lord Jesus. Let it be a sweet-smelling aroma, Lord Father, in your nose, Lord Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. I seal this prayer by the blood of the Lamb. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name I thank you. Amen. Amen. All right, brothers and sisters. Well, we have um, a lot of stuff to give you tonight. I believe you will be blessed. And 
and I'm and I'm gonna pretty much uh, put it all out there for you, so you can know more, uh, so you can get a better grasp on this spiritual warfare thing, so that you will be equipped and empowered to continue to fight this battle. Um, I'm just I wish we would be gone by now, but we're not. We're still here, so we have a job to do. We have a a, a battle to fight, and. The beautiful thing about this battle is it's a victorious battle. You see, the victory has already been won. The victory is already there, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. We serve a mighty God. We serve a powerful God that's already won the war. All we got to do is our part. All we got to do is occupy and do our part, and the rest will be done by him. What a mighty God we serve. And I feel sorry for those on the other side. You see, they have been set up. You know, when I was awakened a while back, uh, several uh, years ago, maybe about f- uh, four or five years now, uh, one of the things that the, the occult would say, and they kind of took pride in saying, was how uh, they got everybody in the Matrix. Um, they would, you know, when that movie came out, Matrix, I really didn't uh, quite, yeah, I, I got the, the gist of it, but I didn't quite fully understand the depth and the layers and the levels of it. And one thing that the occult would, would say uh, is is they took great pride in the Matrix and how they got all the sheeple in the Matrix. And and at first I didn't I didn't get it, and then you know, when they were trying to groom me and mold me to get deeper into the occult with them, they gave me more and more insight. But, you know, the, and I was just thinking about this, like, a couple minutes ago. Um, it's so crazy how I learned, you know, the the Holy Spirit taught me these things. The Holy Spirit had to take me down this path. The Holy Spirit um, was with me and guided me. So closely in such a way that that I would not be consumed by the demons and the darkness of the path that I was walking on, and he he took me out right at the perfect time. But one thing that struck me was I didn't receive any of this knowledge. I didn't receive any of this any of this wisdom, any of this training, any of this spiritual knowledge and insight from any churches. Any churches that we visited, any place that we went to, I, I didn't receive this knowledge um, uh, of, 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 of all these occult things and, and how the enemy uh, has the matrix and all this stuff. I didn't learn any of this stuff in the church. I learned this by a relationship with the Holy Spirit, a relationship with Jesus Christ in my prayer closet. When I would go and where I go at nighttime, most of the... Most of my prayer closet time, you know, the most intense stuff is uh, nighttime, usually around 12 midnight. Um, and then in the morning is pretty much a, a good morning, meet and greet with the Lord. And, and you know, let's get the objectives of the day and let's let's get the day just started off on the right foot, so to speak, is how I start my, my mornings. But... Uh, through this, through these, through these times with the Holy Spirit and and in my prayer closet is where I got. I started getting the, these teachings, and then when when I had walked down this path of uh, uh, the Masons and the occult and stuff, uh, you know, I was trying to build a business, and, and I thought I was gonna do well and, and get this business. 
but instead the Lord had other plans. And he showed me how the enemy works. And, and one of the things that they talk about a lot is the Matrix. Uh, that movie came out years ago. And like I said, I didn't quite get it. But then as I as I walked further into this, into this uh, path, uh, trying to build this business, and I was associated with the occult, um, I realized that the Matrix is a, a network, a system that they have set up to keep the people in bondage, to keep the people blinded, to keep the people deceived. And, you know, even the ones at the very top, you know, the Rothschilds, all these these Luciferians, uh, the uh, Egyptians, the Pharaoh, all these people, um, they're deceived themselves. You know, in in Exodus 34, 19, uh, one of the things that the Lord showed me that I thought was awesome was uh, he gave me Exodus 34, 19, and this was not that long ago. However, when he brought it to my attention, uh, and, and I'm sure I've gone over this script, this, this chapter before, but it never hit me until until the Lord wanted me to see exactly what he was trying to show me. And it's a beautiful thing because in Exodus thirty four nineteen and also and, and and coincidentally this is only in the King James version. I've looked it up in other versions. I uh I don't know if it's in the Geneva. no, it's not in the Geneva. But in the King James in Exodus thirty four nineteen it says, um all that openeth the matrix is mine. All that openeth the matrix is mine. So be equipped, brothers and sisters, because I believe I'm speaking to an audience that understands the dynamics of the Babylonian system on this world, the bondage that it has this world under the matrix. And the Lord has told me in Exodus 34:19 that those that openeth the matrix are his. So he was just reaffirming that we are his. We see what's going on in the world. We understand what's going on in the world. We understand the word of God. And we see the world under this 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 cloak of darkness, under this this uh the this web of deception that has taken over and the people can't even think straight. They can't even uh do critical thinking. They they can't even use their cognition to think their way out of this. They they go day to day to their jobs to their to their nightly duties and, and and they have no idea of the matrix that's around them. Even the movie came out and showed them about this matrix, but they still they thought it was just a movie, and they didn't re, they didn't understand. And then you know I saw the movie and I was like okay, but until the Lord opened my eyes and He showed me the extent of this. Then is when I started really waking up, and and the Lord did a mighty thing because you know we go through the grieving stage of this whole wake up process, and I gotta tell you it was it was it was not a very pleasant thing to go through. However, in order for the Lord to build a firm foundation, He has to break down the one that was in there before. He has to root up all those old roots of the world, and He has to put down a new root, a new vine a new root system, 
the vine of Yahavah, he has to put it down properly. And in order, in order to put it down properly, he has to dig up the old ones, brothers and sisters. But be, be happy because you are out of the matrix and you are his, brothers and sisters. You know, I was told, uh, uh, Pablo, why do you think uh, you're, you're, you know, he knew I was a, a nurse and, and I went and I was uh, working in the medical field. Uh, that's why I had got the job with the um, the software electronic medical records company because they needed my help with medical terminology and processes and, and, and streamlining the product. So uh, they would tell me, oh, what do you, what do you, what do you think is the occult blood test? Why is it occult blood? You see, brothers and sisters, the occult, they survive through blood. We have the blood of Jesus. They have the blood of the innocent. They 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 kill the innocent. They they their enemy requires bloodshed. The life is in the blood. When Cain killed Abel, the Lord asked him, What have you done? Abel denied and he said he yelled, he's yelling from the from the ground. He the the blood. He's yelling from the blood, brothers and sisters. The occult, uh, uh, they require blood. That's how we know this thing is evil. You see, they try to say that it's a good thing. They try to say that that the illuminated one, the 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 one who brought the truth. You see, they believe that in the garden, God Yahuwah did not want to tell Adam and Eve the truth that he kept the truth from them but in if but the real truth is Adam and Eve had it made in the shade they had everything they could they didn't have to complain about anything they had everything they had the peace they had the shalom they had the very pre- presence of Yahuwah there with them but you see the serpent lied to them the serpent told them that he would make they would be like God if they ate from that fruit and the the occult believes that uh, the serpent is the good guy because he told them the truth that Yahuwah didn't want to tell them the truth. So you see, they are deceived from the very top because they believe the illuminated one told them the truth, that he is the God that wants us to know the truth. And, and, and our Yahuwah, our, our Father in Heaven didn't want to tell us the truth but keep us blinded. So they believe he is the illuminated one, the Illuminati, the bringer of light. But we know in Corinthians, it tells us that do not marvel because Satan himself can masquerade as an angel of light. Brothers and sisters, the level of deception is so great. I was told that that the, the 33rd degree, the Luciferians, uh, they, they're the ones that wrote the Bible because they come from King Solomon's temple way back. King Solomon's and King Solomon's porch, and uh, and they built the pyramids, and they were the uh, the, the 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 sons and the, uh, daughters of David, King David, and they wrote the Bible. And why do you think Jesus was 33 years old when when he died, and or he mur- he was murdered, and and why why 33? And then you got the 33rd degree uh, Luciferian Masons, brothers and sisters. The level of deception is so great that it. It starts at the top and it trickles down into the people. So now we have people believing uh, uh, that the Illuminati is great. We have people believing that Lucifer is the bringer of light. We have a, a, a there was a show. I think there's a show coming out on the 25th called Lucifer. 
brothers and sisters, the world has gone crazy. The people are deceived to believe that Lucifer is the bringer of light and that he loves them. Brothers and sisters, I, I, t I think I told you before, I saw a female inmate in Max Maximum Psycho uh, Penitentiary that I took care of. She was talking to her father, Lucifer, in a, in a toilet. And when I told her about my God and how my God would never have me talking in a toilet, she changed her life. And I saw this being, I saw her when she was in the, in the, in the cell on suicide watch with her head down in the toilet talking to Satan that she loved. I saw her go from that to receiving Jesus Christ. She, she changed her life. And you know what? Her whole being became lighter. She went from darkness to light. What the Word of God says is the truth. We go from darkness to light. We put on the new man. We take off the old man, brothers and sisters. The Lord is a mighty, mighty Savior that He loves us. And He doesn't want us to die. He doesn't want our souls to go to hell. Uh, Lucifer has deceived the very people, even at the very top, he has deceived them to believe that he loves them, that he cares for them. When all along, he's a liar. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy brothers and sisters. He t I, was to I remember when I was told uh, about, about the Holocaust, and what do I think about the Holocaust, and what does the word really mean? You know, I never really gave thought to the to the Holocaust. You know, you hear you hear the the all the the the, the chatter about it. It just wasn't the Jews. It was Americans. It was Africans. It was Germans. It was all kinds of people. Well, that's I'm not here to argue the fact of that, but I'm here to tell you that I was told, and I even looked it up. Uh, the word Holocaust it means a sacrificial offering. It's a sacrifice, an offering. To a God You see there was a lot of bloodshed there In the Holocaust And the way that these p evil people at the top see it They see it as a sacrifice to their God Lucifer This is what he requires How can that be a bringer of light How can he care about people When innocent people are dying Innocent bloodshed is dying And now we see all these wars All these wars and rumors of wars All the people that are being bombed all, and then and then there's another war and then and then oh well North Korea and then Assyria and then um Ukraine and then Iraq and then Afghanistan brothers and sisters these are all sacrificial offerings you see the enemy requires bloodshed that's how we know uh that that's not good and and that's not what true love is all about it's a lie it's a lie from the enemy, and he has deceived these people to believe that that by by doing these holocausts, they're serving their God. It is so sad and so brutal that the Lord has to, the, the, these things have to end, brothers and sisters. You know, I was told also back in the day that we shouldn't, uh, uh, I was told specifically not to take any vaccines. Because it has the H5N1, it has the H1N5, and all these H1N1s, and, 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 and they're basically, when it goes into your system, it mutates, and it and it and uh, the chemicals combine, and it, it actually uh, wakes up these dormant uh, H5N1s and all this stuff. And if you've seen the news lately in Arkansas, either in Arkansas or Oklahoma someplace, 
where now there's a, a new uh, H5N1 bird flu case that came out now where the baby, they didn't know what they were going to do. And uh, now they're saying, and I think they had to kill thousands of chickens because of this H5N1. And, 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 and it only happened to corporate chickens. It wasn't the private chickens that people have in their backyard. It was the corporation chickens. And and they had to kill thousands of them. And, and the baby caught this H5N1. Well, I was told this back uh, about four or five years ago, that that's what this is all for. They want an epidemic. They want pandemics. They want, what does it say in the Bible? Uh, uh, plagues and famines. That's what they want. I was told this years ago. So, and they think it's a good thing. They think that they're doing uh, their God a, a service. And I was even told that. I was even told, look, we know the truth. We are gods. So get, and they even t- they told me, get deeper in the occult and you'll be like us. You'll be a god. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's the oldest lie in the Bible. The serpent told that to Eve and look what happened. And now we all suffer because what they did in the garden. So I'm not, I didn't buy it. I, I ran to the Lord. I wanted to change my life. And even just to give you some more insight, the the web address that I used to go on to do the work was called IsisTechnologies.com. So you could see how these things are all connected from the same very people, the occult, that was telling me to get deeper in the occult. Uh, uh, yeah, one of them was the owner of the company was tied, was was very in with the Department of Defense, and and. The web address was called IsisTechnologies.com. And what are we seeing now? We see ISIS. Oh, my gosh. What a coincidence, huh? And basically, these people believe in ISIS. She was the the, the sister, daughter of Osiris, uh, wife, the wife, daughter, sister of Osiris, uh, had Horus. You know, all these, all these uh, I believe these are fallen angels or the, the giants from the Genesis six. They believe in all this. They believe in the in the Isis and Osiris and the, and the uh, Horus thing. You know, in uh, in in the the Washington Monument, that's the phallic symbol of Osiris or Horus or whatever they call them. But they believe in these things. Uh, they got the Pisces of Visicus right there, where the 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 phallic symbol of Osiris, or Osiris the Washington Monument. They got it in the in the Vatican in St. Peter's Basilica, and they have it throughout the world in other countries and other governments. This thing is worldwide, brothers and sisters. This is the kingdom of the enemy. This is the 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 kingdom of darkness. And now, basically, they are merging all of the of the um, the religions to make it one religion. Uh, what is it, Chrislam? But you see how they're consolidating all of that. They're consolidating everything to make it as one. So basically, my theory is proven true, where it's us and it's them. We have darkness. We have light. We have truth. We have lies. We have freedom, and then there is deception and bondage. Brothers and sisters, I was told by the same 
ISIS technology people that believe in ISIS and Osiris and their bird Phoenix. I was told the Phoenix was going to rise out of the ashes. Brothers and sisters, this was back in 2011. I was told all these things when I was walking with the occult. I was trying to build my business, and the Lord took me down this path. I thought I was going to make a fortune, but instead I come out being fully awake and alert. <laughs> I was told the phoenix was going to rise out of the ashes of chaos. Um, the crazy thing today, I saw a commercial for a children's toy talking about uh, chaos, uh, chaos of death and all this stuff. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. So I was told the phoenix was going to rise out of the ashes, basically the chaos that's coming, the the people that are going to be fighting on the streets. I was told get bullets because people are going to be killing each other on the streets. I was told this back in 2011 that the phoenix is going to rise. I believe that's the Antichrist. Or the Mahdi, or whatever whatever they want to call him. Whatever new name, whatever new alias they're going to give him. But we know in the Bible it tells us the Antichrist. So they're waiting for this. These people at the top, they are waiting for this. They know this is going to happen. It doesn't matter what you and I believe. It doesn't matter what those out there uh, that are uh, that are asleep, those in the, in the pews that are asleep, those that have not waken up, it doesn't matter what they believe. Just because they don't believe it doesn't mean it's not going to happen. I was told this four years ago. And as I look now, it looks like all this stuff is coming to happen. This stuff is coming to life. It's really happening. And we and I see all the symbols, all their symbols everywhere. It's really happening, brothers and sisters. So it doesn't matter if my if my sisters, if my friends, if my neighbors, if they don't believe in this, doesn't matter if they scoff and mock and make fun of me, it doesn't matter, because the enemy and their occult is going to do this no matter what, it doesn't matter if they believe it or not, these plans are being put into place right as we speak, and their phoenix, quote unquote, is going to rise out of the ashes, but Jesus Christ is doing a mighty thing. And that's why we cannot serve two masters, brothers and sisters. I was told, back by these occult people, you cannot serve two masters. So basically they were telling me you cannot continue to say God bless you and Jesus loves you because if I'm going to go deeper in the occult with them, I cannot serve two masters. Well, one thing that struck me is at least they acknowledge Jesus Christ as being a master. <laughs> Unfortunately for them, though, he is the master over all. He is Yahavah Sabaoth, the king of heaven's armies. He's the king of all the hosts of heaven. He's the king of all the hosts of everything. Praise Jesus. So as I was building this technology, as I was helping to build this electronic medical records technology, and uh, we had a good thing going on. We had a large practice, a large uh, a medical practice that was supporting us and it was and it was pretty big um it struck me you know all these things are going to eventually get to the chip and i was you know kind of contemplating the microchip and i didn't want to get the microchip so i talked to my boss the uh the uh, Luc the lucifer guy um i said you know all this data that we got 
and all these and this product that we have um uh what how are we going to sell the product what's going to be the main money maker i was told don't worry about selling the product the data will sell itself it's all about the data they want to collect all the data brothers and sisters in the technology world data is sold it's called data mining and they buy this and they sell this and the more data you have the more money the more lucrative the business is so i was told it's all about the data all the data is going to get sold we're going to make a fortune and this and that well i didn't like that idea i didn't like how the data is sold and, and people look at all our information and then i was like so basically uh then the data is being sold uh all this information all this electronic healthcare information is emr information it's got everybody's information and and what is it going to go into a chip and then i told them i said i don't want to be i don't want to get chipped and then i was told by the occult don't worry about it everybody's going to have to get a chip it's not a big deal and i was told get deeper into your call with us we control that information we control the chip so if you get deeper with us we will take care of you no don't you don't have to worry about uh, uh getting a chip implanted into you it doesn't matter everybody's going to have to get it i was told this back in 2011 brothers and sisters so you see how the matrix has just taken over and how the people are deceived, how the enemy has deceived the rulers of this world, even at the very top. They believe Lucifer is the bringer of light. They believe Lucifer brought them the truth. They believe he loves them. They believe Satan loves them. But the truth of the matter is, all he wants is for their soul to go to hell. And he will lie and lie and lie until all the souls are in hell with him. So, you know, I was told all these things, and, and these people at the top levels of the occult, you know, they can quote scripture back and forth. If you have a, a theological argument with these people, you will leave the argument double-guessing yourself. You will leave the argument questioning yourself. So you really have to be equipped in the things of the Lord. You really have to be walking with the Holy Spirit to be able to discern through all the deceptions and the lies. And one of the things that I I I, uh, I kept having to uh, reevaluate was what is the divide between darkness and light. I had to really assess everything that I was being told and everything that was being thrown my way. I had to assess the information. I had to to evaluate the information I had to evaluate The world I had to evaluate this relationship With God I had to re evaluate this relationship With Jesus Christ With the Holy Spirit I had to make sure it was alive I had to make sure that it was It was truth That it was total truth Because Because these occult people Are planning things And they're planning things To bring the world down into a Babylonian captivity like in the Old Testament like we've seen through the ancient times 
with the Israelites and the Pharaoh and all of those things and, and the the uh, Amalekites and the Amorites and all the uh, Nephilim and the Rephaim and the, the, the giants and the fallen angels. There's always been a battle. And it seems that the Lord has used these battles and these crises to draw people closer to him, to draw his seed closer to him. Because he doesn't want us to perish, but he wants us to be closer to him, brothers and sisters. So I had to really go back and forth with the Lord, and he had to show me things. Because because I had to see things, I had to see the evidence. I needed the evidence. So my argument, and and I get I took this from C.S. C. S. Lewis, because this is a this is where I got to, and I had to go back and forth with the Lord, and I had to go back and forth with with what is righteousness, what is truth. So I stole this from C. S. Lewis because this is kind of where I was at, and this was my thing, and I needed answers. So. Especially when I went down the path and I was walking with the occult people because, you know, they'll make you think. Uh, I, I had become a master mason and they showed me some stuff and it'll make you think, brothers and sisters. It'll make you really take a, a, a analysis of things and uh, praise the Lord. The Lord came through. But I had to really assess the situation. I had to really... Uh, do a critical thinking and bring my cognition into practice. Uh, praise Jesus. So I took this from C.S. Lewis, and it says, My argument against God was that the universe seemed so cruel and unjust. But how had I got this idea of just and unjust? A man does not call a line crooked Unless he has some idea of a straight line. What was I comparing this universe with when I called it unjust? So, in order for something to be crooked, we have to have an idea of what is a straight line. In order for something to be evil and wicked, we have to know what is righteousness. In order for us to call things bad and not right, we have to know what is righteousness. In 1 John 4.1, it tells us in 1 John 4.1 how to test the spirits. Let's turn real quick to 1 John 4.1. Praise Jesus, because this ties into the teaching for tonight. Now that I, I laid down the groundwork, hallelujah. 1 John 4, 1. That which was from the beginning. Oh, wait, we'll go to. Uh, oh, and we think. Okay, 1 John 4, 1. Let me get there first. <laughs> okay, 1 John 4, 1. Be beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits, whether they are of God because many false prophets have gone out into the world. By this you know the spirit of, of Adonai. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you have heard was coming and is now already in the world. 
You are of God, little children, and have overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. They are of the world. Therefore, they speak as the world, and the world hears them. So, basically, what the words that come out of people's mouths is an indicator of of what is inside. What comes out of our mouth it indicates what is inside our hearts. But that's how we test the that's how we test the spirits. How another way to test the spirits is we test the fruit. Are they bearing good fruit? Are they bearing bad fruit? Do they walk in love? Or do they walk in hate? Do they walk in a righteousness, in integrity? Or do they walk with cursing and shrewd and brutal behavior, brothers and sisters? So I had to analyze all these things and I had to really... um, uh, really take a, a, a sincere look because all these things that they were telling me back in 2011 was going to happen. They didn't tell me when it was going to happen, although we are seeing it happen right before our eyes. We are seeing all these things come to surface right as we speak. And, you know, back in 2011, I didn't know who ISIS was. I didn't know all about Horus and Osiris and all these things. I had to get educated on this stuff. And so now we see this ISIS. What are the odds, brothers and sisters? So everything that I was told, it's all coming to pass. They are deceived. It's it's so sad how they are deceived. And their judgment is coming. But the Lord is doing his mighty work in these crises Why? Because he doesn't want people to perish. He doesn't want people to lose their soul and go to hell for eternity. Although there's a lot of pride going on right now. There's a lot of gay pride going on right now. Pride goes before the fall. That's another indicator how we know we're so close. But let us talk about the vine. And let us talk about what Jesus says about the vine. Because this is going to be uh, the foundation of our speaking tonight. Uh, let's turn to John verse 15. The, this is probably one of my most favorite chapters. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Okay. All right. Um oh. Okay, John 15. Praise Jesus. Okay. I am the vine, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away, and every branch that bears fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. So, he is he is the true vine, brothers and sisters, the true vine. You see, when you're out in the woods, when you're out in in the the wild, you know, you might run into some 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 poison ivy, you might run into some thorny bushes, and then there might be some vines with fruits on them. 
when you're walking through the woods, you can know the difference between the vine, the grapes, uh, the grapes, the vine that has bearing fruit with grapes on it, and then you can tell the difference between the poison ivy and the thorns. Is a very distinct difference, brothers and sisters. And that's how you know what is bad and what is poison ivy and what is the fruit. You see, it's, it's, it's not easy to tell them apart if you don't know these things. It's not easy to tell them apart if you've never seen this before. However, when the vine starts bearing fruit and the fruit starts coming out of the vine, you can tell at that moment in time what is the vine and what is the good fruit that is bearing. However, the vine has to grow. It has to produce a stalk and a, and a trunk and roots, and it has to get deep roots for it to blossom and grow, brothers and sisters. That's the born-again experience. That's how you know you have the born-again experience because the grace will start coming out and you'll see more and more. It doesn't look like poison ivy anymore. And then there's more grapes. And then they cover the vine. And then you know that you have the evidence of the vine because the grapes and the fruit that is bears are the evidence. And the evidence has testified of the witness of the vine. The grapevine, Jesus said, I am the vine. It is my desire for you to have evidence of who I am inside of you. You see, if you're bearing fruit, you will know that you're experiencing the born-again relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. But in order for you to start bearing fruit, you have to have spent your time. You have to have built a relationship. You have to have built a trust. You know, one of the things that that one of my mentor, uh, one of the things my mentor told me was, uh, "Does Jesus Christ know you? Do the angels know who you are? Does God know who you are? You know, someone that does not spend time with the Lord, someone that does not uh, do their prayer closet, someone that doesn't." Go before the Lord day and night, night and day, moaning and groaning, and only goes to the Lord with their uh, traditional prayers of, okay, I want a new car, uh, thank you, and good night. Okay? That's not going to produce fruit. That's not going to produce anything for the kingdom. We have to spend our time with the Lord in order for our fruit to start bearing you see, there's a whole spectrum of religion all across the world. All kinds of religions and religions and man's traditions. In churches today, we see relativism. Yeah, I, I, uh, I'll take a little Buddhism. I'll take a little Kabbalism. I'll take a little Catholicism. I'll take a, and, I, and then I'll take a whole lot of Confusism. What we have is Confusism in the church. Churches today are are putting everything together. They're consolidating everything together. And and what we have is confusism. You see the Holy Spirit is not working. The Holy Spirit is not alive. As a matter of fact, 
most churches out there are afraid to have the glory of God in their presence because what does it do? It brings conviction. It shows, it shines the light on the sins. So most churches, they don't want that because people will get offended. All the thin-skinned people will be offended. Everybody that wants to live their way in 2016, they don't want to get offended. So they'll take a little Buddhism, they'll take a little Kabbalism, they'll take a little Catholicism, and what they got is Confusism. It is massive Confusism out there, brothers and sisters. Religion is nothing but man's search for God. Salvation is being born again from a corrupted seed to the incorruptible. We're taking off the old and putting on a new man. We're going from darkness to light. But Pablo, you, that's not true. Uh, Jesus wasn't alive. That's a story. It's just a story. It's not a story when you see darkness go into light. It's not a story when you see uh, uh, mighty things, when, when the Holy Spirit, when you're walking with the Holy Spirit and you're experiencing the presence of God and you're experiencing the truth from all the lies and you can cut through the deception with the sword of the Spirit, brothers and sisters. You know, there's a lot of confusism out there and the Holy Spirit, where there is no faith, is not going, going to work. Most churches don't operate in faith. No, they got their cappuccinos and their hot dogs and their hamburgers and their 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 barista and and their uh, uh, their 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 entertainment going on. So the Holy Spirit is not working because there is no faith. When Jesus was walking and they asked him, Jesus, what about this town? He said, No, there's no faith there. I cannot work. The Lord needs faith, brothers and sisters. And all we have now in most churches is confusism. But we have, I have seen the evidence of a life being turned over to Jesus Christ. I have seen the evidence of it going from darkness to light, brothers and sisters. We hear, we hear you can be this, you can be that, that there are many roads to God. Just choose one. What are they, what are they saying now? What is the Pope out there saying? That there's all these religions and all the... No, wait. All these religions are all... They all lead to God. All the religions lead to one God. Brothers and sisters, yeah, they do lead to one God. But what side are you going to be on? Are you going to be on the side of judgment? Is he going to say to you, depart from me, I never knew you? Or is he going to say, well done, my good and faithful servant, come hither, for today you will enter the kingdom of Yahavah. All roads will lead to God. <clears throat> All roads will lead to God. But only one, Jesus Christ, will save your soul. The power of God comes to live inside of you. Holy Spirit, Ruach HaGodesh, lives inside of you. Thanks to Jesus Christ, Yeshua Mashiach. He lives inside of us, brothers and sisters. This is the the born again experience. This is the born the vine, the seed. You have to plant the seed. The seed gets planted, and then it starts to get roots, and then the roots begin to grow branches and barks. 
Let us look at 1 Peter 1. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Let us look at 1 Peter 1. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. 1 Peter 1, 23. Praise you, Jesus. Having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible through the word of God, which lives and abides forever, brothers and sisters, forever, brothers and sisters. This new seed that is in you gets watered by the rivers of living water. As it gets watered, reading the Bible, renewing your mind every day, feeding the seed, praying to the Lord Jesus Christ, interceding for your brothers and sisters, interceding for your loved ones and your family members and your neighbors and even your enemies, brothers and sisters. That's how the, 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 the vine begins to grow roots. Now you are watering the vine. Now the seed has gone from a seed to a vine. Once you have put on the, the incorruptible seed, you are watering it through renewing your mind, reading the Bible, spending your time with the Lord. You are watering the seed, and now this seed is growing into a vine. The seed begins to germinate in you. The seed begins to germinate, and it starts turning green, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. Let's look at Mark 4. Praise Jesus. Let's look at Mark 4. And verse 26, and he said, the kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground and should sleep by night and rise by day, and the, and the seed should sprout and grow. He, let me back this up real quick. Let me, let me just back it up real quick. <laughs> Mark chapter 4 and verse 26. Oh, praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for your seed. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Mark 4, verse 26. The kingdom of God is as, is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground, and he should sleep by night and rise by day. So every day, we, every night we go to sleep, and every time we rise up in the morning, this is our life patterns. This is our life trends. We go, we, we day and night, day and night, and should sleep by night and rise by day, and the seed should sprout and grow. He himself does not know how, for the earth yields crops by itself. First the blade, and then the head. After that, the full grain in the head. But when the grain ripens, immediately he puts in the sickle, because the harvest has come. Brothers and sisters, there's a harvest coming. Hallelujah. Who's going to put in the sickle in the harvest? Who's going to do the Lord's work in this harvest, brothers and sisters? You see, the occult has taken so many people. The, You know, I even met some Christians. I even met some pastors that were in this occult, that were in this masonry. And I'm not saying they're all Luciferians. I'm not saying that they have all sold their souls to Lucifer or, or they think they sold their soul to Lucifer or surrendered their life to Lucifer. I'm not saying they all have. But I, I have been in meetings where there was pastors and Christians, brothers and sisters, and the enemy has managed to take 
some of their souls. The enemy has taken many of their souls because the deception is so great. And you can go back and forth and argue with these people and and they will leave you they will leave your head spinning, brothers and sisters. But what a mighty thing to know the truth, to be able to know the the, the undiluted truth of the Lord. You see, there's a harvest coming. The seed that has been planted in you, you go to sleep by night and rise by the day and the seed shall sprout. It will sprout and germinate. It will ripen. And will you be ready to do the work of the Lord to bring in this harvest? Will you be prepared for the latter rain to be empowered and equipped to bring in the harvest, brothers and sisters? The seed has germinated in you. Now, now you're while you're going through life, the seed is growing and is germinating. You're starting to see the green leaves. Now you're continuing to go through life and that seed that was planted begins to grow. You begin to see the reap of what you have sown. Something green begins to grow out and the stalks take root. And then you press in and you continue to water the seed and walk in faith and start testing your faith. And now the branches begin to bud and the branches are getting stronger and getting thicker. And the leaves begin to grow on that vine, on that branch. And you see the leaves coming out and flourishing. And then you start to see the fruits, the righteous, the righteousness that is being developed in your life. Yahava Sikenu, the Lord of Righteousness, our Lord of Righteousness, brothers and sisters. You start to see this righteousness coming out of you because now Yahava Sikenu has brought righteousness in your life. You've been pressing in, you've been you've been praying, you've been interceding and now your your righteousness is being uh uh promoted. Now now you're walking in in righteousness. You no longer walk in the flesh. Yahavah Sikenu is consuming you with his righteousness. This is the born again experience in you. This is a lively thing. This is an action. This is not something that you can argue. This is not something that you go that you go back and forth, back and forth, arguing about theology and eschatology and all these ologies. Uh, Brother Minister Paul said, "Is neology? It ain't no more theology. Is neology? Get on your knees, brothers and sisters. You will see the power of the dunamis power of God. You will see the leaves begin to flourish." You will see the righteousness start coming out of you, brothers and sisters. You will see the Lord preparing you and equipping you for this harvest that he wants to bring in at the end, brothers and sisters. This is the born-again experience in you. It's not in four walls. God never designed Christianity to be a building. He never designed the body of Christ to be a denomination, denomination, a schism. A Baptist, a Methodist, a Catholic, a Seventh-day Adventist, a Pentecostal, Church of Christ. That's not the design of God. He designed us to be the body of Christ. Look at 1 Corinthians 12, 12 through 29. It talks about the body of Christ. Look at Acts chapter 2. It talks about the church in the day of Pentecost. Look at these scriptures, brothers and sisters. Stop 
Stop believing the lies of man. Stop believing the rituals and traditions of man. Get into your prayer closet with the Holy Spirit. He will reveal all truth. He will reveal. He will show you the double-edged sword that pierces right through. It cuts. It cuts through the bone and the marrow. It separates the soul and the spirit, brothers and sisters. He separates the soul and the spirit. So you can see all things in the spirit. So you can see what divides the soul and the spirit, brothers and sisters. This is a relationship. This is not four walls. This is not a denomination. This is not a schism. This is the body of Christ. This is the vine that grows in you, that takes roots in you, that puts off the old corrupted man and puts on a new man and begins to grow. And you feed it, you water it by the rivers of living water. It's not a Baptist, it's not a Methodist, it's not a Catholic, it's not a Pentecostal, it's not a Seventh-day Adventist. It's a relationship with the Lord. It's not God's design to be sitting down to to ritualistically go to a church on Sunday or Saturday like little statutes and we sit in our spot in the church for an hour. We sing some songs or enjoy the lights, camera in action or the cappuccino for an allotted time and then that's our whole born again experience and then we die and we go to heaven and get eternal security. Thank God for eternal security. Brothers and sisters, that's not what God Heifers designed. It says in Matthew, if you read Matthew, uh, what is it, 4, 5, and 6, the beatitudes, how to be, how to walk like Jesus, First John 4, how to walk like Jesus, how to be as Jesus was, brothers and sisters, the royal law, love, display love all around you, talk to people on the street, go into the marketplace, wake up the people, shake up the marketplace, brothers and sisters, this is the born-again experience. This is a relationship that the Lord puts in you, the mind of Christ. He puts in you the very mind of Christ where you start loving on people, where you, not a, you know, not a sexual, worldly kind of love. We're talking about an agape, a long-suffering love, a long-suffering love that doesn't want people to die and go to hell, a long-suffering love that you want to help your neighbor and while you're helping your neighbor, you want to bring them the truth because of all the deception and the lies in the world that has deceived the people. And one day the judgment is going to come and the Lord is going to divide the gold from the sheep. Brothers and sisters, this is the kind of love. This is the mind of Christ that he puts in you. This is a relationship. This is not a religion. 1 Corinthians 12.25, let there be no schism. The word schism, if you look it up, one of the meanings of it is religion. Let there be no religion in the body of Christ. For we are here looking, we should look after one for another. The brethren should look after one for another, brothers and sisters. We are the body of Christ. And this is how we know that it's real. Because the Lord puts in us the mind of Christ. We start seeing the branches flourish. We start seeing the vine take root. We start seeing the stalks get thicker. Hallelujah, what a mighty God we serve. Thank you, Jesus, for your mighty dunamis power that takes us through this walk, through this life, with all the wicked devices of the enemy that come against us. 
with all the plots and plans and schemes and snares and traps and assignments that come against us. Our Yahavah Sevaot walks with us. Our Ruach Hagodesh guides us and ministers to us. While the world is saying that there's no Jesus, while the Pope is saying that the cross was an utter failure, I live by the cross. I have surrendered my life. I carry my cross daily. Because only by carrying our cross daily, we can see what it is true righteousness, brothers and sisters. And the world does not understand these things because the world walks in lust, the flesh and lust of the eyes, brothers and sisters. Yahuwah, God has entered this world through you. His, he entered through. He entered this world. He enters right now this world through you. He entered back long ago, but right now we are his vessels. So since we are his vessels, he is entering the world through you. Are you being one of his vessels? He, the power of Yahuwah and the Holy Ghost flows through you. He wants you to have something living inside of you. He wants something living inside of you, brothers and sisters. You see, when this thing is alive in you, the world can see it. When the light is shining brightly, the world can see it. The world can sense it. And they will either flee from you or they will come seeking, wanting more. Let us look at Luke 6, 43. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Luke 6, 43. For a good tree does not bear bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. For every tree is known by its own fruit. For men do not gather figs from thorns, nor do they gather grapes from a bramble bush. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good. A good man out of the goodness, out of the good treasure of his heart. That's the rivers of living water. That's Jesus Christ. That's the Holy Spirit. That's the wisdom and knowledge of God. The good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good and an evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. And whatever we fill up our hearts, if we fill up our hearts with oil, with the Holy Spirit oil, then out of our mouth shall flow the abundance of what is in our hearts. Out of our mouths will flow the rivers of living water, brothers and sisters. However, if a man is evil... Out of his mouth, if his heart is evil, out of his mouth will flow evilness and hatred and condemnation, brothers and sisters. So that's why when we worship, we worship because we love Jesus. We go to him with our praise and worship because he loves us and he died for us. This is a dynamic dunamis relationship, brothers and sisters. This is a such a marvelous uh, uh, relationship And this is the born again experience This is how we know This is how we see the evidence Of the Of the fruits of the vine This is how we see the evidence within us This is how we know We get a new Uncorrupted seed And we put on the new man 
We abide in him and he will abide in you. He wants to be living and alive inside of you. We have an awesome praise for him and a new attitude and behavior toward Christ. We step into a new domain. We step into a new realm. It's called the spiritual realm, the realm of the spirit. Physically, I am living on this earth. Physically, I'm in this world, but I am not from this world, brothers and sisters. We are living right now in this world, but we are not of this world, brothers and sisters. We step into a new domain. We step into the spiritual realm. We don't walk no longer as the world walks. We don't walk in the things of the world and the flesh and the lust of the eyes. But we, but we walk in the spiritual realm. We, now we are spiritual beings. The born-again experience is alive. It makes us alive in the spiritual realm. He walks with us. When we go in the spiritual realm, when we walk in this world, and the, we walk into unknown territories, the demons have to say, no, 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 no. His father, we know his father. We know his last name. We know who he belongs to. He belongs to Jesus Christ. We cannot mess with him. We cannot do anything to him because he walks with Jesus. He walks in the spirit. We we are over we, we are overcomers in the spirit, brothers and sisters. Oh, hallelujah. Let us let us turn to Galatians. Let us turn to Galatians chapter 5, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, sweet Jesus. Galatians chapter 5. Hallelujah. Let's go to verse... Um, let's start at 16. Hallelujah. And the subtitle for this uh, scripture passage here is Walking in the Spirit. I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. I said, if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident. The works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery. This is the evidence of the flesh. The evidence of the flesh are adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, lewdness, idols, Horus, Isis, Osiris, the bull, um, Lucifer, Moloch, Baal, Marduk, idolatry, sorcery, sorcery, uh, the witch's brew, pharmakia, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, greed, pride, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, reveries, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God, brothers and sisters. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, 
long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. And those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with his passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. So we see here the evidence of the flesh, which are adultery, fornication, sorcery, pharmakia, hatred, contentions, jealousies, wrath, outbursts, greed, pride, murder, drunkenness. That's the evidence of the flesh. The evidence of the spirit, the evidence of a born-again believer, the evidence of the spirit, the evidence, if you're walking in the spirit, the evidence of divine in you producing fruit is love, is joy, is peace, is long-suffering, is kindness, is goodness, is faithfulness, is gentleness, is humbleness, and self-control. And against such, there is no law, brothers and sisters. Against these things, there is no law. So we've seen the evidence of the flesh. We've seen the evidence of the spirit. Hallelujah. To get things in this world, you have to act and proact in the things of the flesh, pride and greed. Uh, a while ago, a brother I was trying to teach and train, uh, he asked me, but brother Pablo, why is it that I can never get ahead? Why is it that it seems like all the evil people have all the toys they have they never worry about money and going from check to check they seem to have it all how come all the evil people seem to have it all and they don't have a worry in the world well that's because they bow down to the enemy that's because they bowed to Baal they bowed to Moloch they have surrendered their lives to the things of the world and so the world will take care of them but we are not of this world, so that's why while we are here in this world, the world will come against us. They came against Jesus Christ. They 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 tortured and crucified and, and, and beat up Jesus Christ. The world comes against his own. The world does not know us. They did not know him, so they therefore they will not know us. Jesus had a hard time. We're going to have a hard time. We are not better than our master, brothers and sisters. But that's how we know. That's another evidence. Now, I'm not saying that we cannot have good things. I'm not saying that, you know, you went to school, you became a lawyer, and, and be, now that you're a lawyer, you're you're super paid, and you're, you're living life, and you're doing great. I'm not saying that. I'm saying, for the most part, all the evil people, the wicked rulers, they have everything. Why? Because remember... When when Jesus fasted 40 days and 40 nights and, and Satan came to him and Satan told him, if you bow down to me, look across the horizon, I will give you all the kingdoms that you can see. But Jesus was had to bow. And then Jesus said, no, he's not going to bow to Satan. Brothers and sisters, we say, no, we're not going to bow. So that's why it is going to be hard for us sometimes. It's going to be hard for some of us. It might be hard for most of us. You know, I'm not a lawyer. I go through hard times. 
But you know what? I count it all worthy. I count it all glory because I know that I am a son of God. Because why? This is the evidence of walking in the Spirit because the world and the demons and the presence and the prince of the power in the air will come against us. We are not in this world system. We are out of this world system. So that's why... <clears throat> For, for the most part, when people want to get things in this world, they have to act and they have to be proactive in the things of the flesh, the pride, the greed, the covetousness, the lust. Uh, I saw a sign the other day on Facebook where uh, this, this woman had a sign that says, I am proud to go to hell. There's a lot of pride right now. You have the homosexual pride, the transgender pride. Brothers and sisters, pride goes before the fall. That is the evidence that we know we're in the latter times. Because pride goes right before the fall. Sodom and Gomorrah was prideful. The, uh, uh, what was it, uh, King uh, Nebuchadnezzar built the Tower of Babel. He was very prideful. The, the giants helped him. The fallen angels helped him. So they wanted to build this tower of Babel. They wanted to get high up because they were filled with pride. And what happened? The Lord destroyed it. Pride goes before the fall. Luke Luke seventeen twenty six through 28. Pride goes before the fall. Uh, the days of Lot, the days of Noah, they were very prideful. And then came their fall. That is the evidence. That's how we know we're getting close. Actually, we're probably real close. But we step into a different domain, brothers and sisters. We step into a different domain. It is the life of Christ. What does it say in Ephesians 6? We put on the helmet of salvation. We put on the helmet of salvation. We put on Jesus Christ. We put on Jesus Christ. We Come on, brothers and sisters. We put on a new man, a victorious man, who has victory over everything above the earth, below the earth, in the universe, in the highest heavens. We put on Jesus Christ. We put on the helmet of salvation, brothers and sisters. We walk in the spirit realm. We are not of this world. That is the evidence, and you're going to see the you're going to see the atmosphere shift all around you. You're going to see how the atmosphere shift. You're going to see how the enemy has to flee. Um, people used to tell me, you know, Pablo, you're saying all these things about the secrets that were told to you, and and aren't you afraid? I put on the shield of faith, brothers and sisters, and the Word of God tells me I have nothing to fear. I'm going to share some scriptures with you towards the end here that's going to show you we have nothing to fear. I only fear God. I don't fear man. I don't fear no demons. I don't fear no darkness. I fear the Lord. Abba Adonai, Yamashiach Ruach HaGodesh. Hallelujah. Let's turn to Isaiah chapter 11. Praise Jesus. Let's turn to Isaiah chapter 11. I'll give you a second to get there. Hallelujah.
Okay, Isaiah chapter 11. There shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. The spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. The spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. His delight is in the fear of the Lord, and he shall not judge by the sight of his eyes, nor decide by the hearing of his ears, but with righteousness he shall judge the poor, and decide with equity for the meek of the earth. He shall strike the earth with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips he shall slay the wicked. Righteousness shall be the belt of his loins. Righteousness shall be the belt of his loins. So here we see another belt, a belt of righteousness. We have a belt of truth. We got a belt of righteousness and faithfulness, the belt of his waist. We also have a belt of faithfulness. I don't know about you, but when I read this, the Lord is bringing out his belt. <laughs> He's ready to put some whoop up on somebody. On some people, and he shall slay the wicked, brothers and sisters. With righteousness, he shall judge the poor and decide with equity for the meek of the earth. He shall strike the earth with the rod of his mouth and with the breath of his lips. He shall slay the wicked with his belt of righteousness and his belt of faithfulness. He's bringing out the belt, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. But let's go back a little bit. Let's go back a little bit to where it says in verse 2, The Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, and the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. The word wisdom is the Strong's number 2451, which, which says, Choachma, uh, uh, Wisdom, wiseness, skillfulness, whether in the artistic sense or the moral sense. Skills for living correctly. Skills for living correctly. How do you know that you have the evidence? Because you live a moral, correct life, brothers and sisters. What is the evidence? The evidence is the spirit of wisdom. The evidence is the spirit of understanding. The evidence is the spirit of counsel, the spirit of might, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. Praise you, Lord Jesus. And out of the roots and branch of David, out of the root, root and branch of David, he bears the attributes of God and characteristics of God. What attributes are they? The spirit of wisdom, the spirit of might. The spirit of understanding, the spirit of knowledge, the spirit of integrity. These are the attributes that come out of Jesus. He was the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and he made a new covenant with man. In the Old Testament, the spirit of God would come down and touch a man. Yahuwah touched Moses and gave him wisdom and knowledge and victory. Yahuwah touched Moses to the point where Moses was able to walk right into the belly of the beast, into the inner chambers where the Pharaoh sat 
and he was able to petition for the Lord's people to the Pharaoh. Yahuwah touched Moses in such a way where he gave him wisdom and knowledge and victory to bring the Israelites out of Egypt and into and, and into the desert, and eventually they got to the promised land. But Yahuwah touched Joseph. Joseph was given integrity. He had to be patient. When his brothers threw him down into the darkness, Joseph had to be patient. When Joseph was pulled out and put into the to the to the uh, Egyptian leader, I think that was another Pharaoh or another Egyptian leader there. Uh, he was in charge of uh, uh, provision, and Joseph used integrity to deal with his brothers that came to look for food, that came to buy some food. Yahuwah touched Joshua and Caleb, where Joshua and Caleb were able to go into the promised land. Joshua and Caleb were given might. They were given might. They they only had the fear of the Lord. They had the knowledge and the fear of the Lord. They didn't fear the giants. They didn't fear the Nephilim or the Rephaim that were in Canaan, that were in the land, the promised land. They didn't fear them, brothers and sisters. They feared God. Yahuwah touched David. David would praise and worship Yahuwah. He would praise and worship Yahuwah Sebaot. David gave the Lord his praises. And then in turn, the Lord gave David the plans to go to battle. He gave him the plans to have victory in battle, brothers and sisters. But David had the wisdom and he had the spirit of praise. He had the garment of praise. And after he praised and worshipped the Lord, then he was given the, the, the plans for warfare and how to win the battle. So now the Spirit of God is in you, and you have the insight that other people don't have. You have on your helmet of salvation. You have on your helmet of salvation. You put on your helmet of salvation. It's directly linked up to headquarters. Your helmet of salvation is directly linked up to headquarters. You can receive messages. You go to the Lord and to his presence. You have a resource that no one else understands. You are hooked up to the vine, and the vine is bringing wisdom to you. Let's look at might. Samson was given might. Samson brought down the, um, the, uh, the pillars. Samson was given might where he was able to kill with a jawbone. Let's look at Judges uh, chapter 15. Let's turn to Judges chapter 15. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. Let's turn to Judges uh, chapter 15. Thank you, my Father, my King, my Savior. Judges chapter 15. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Judges 15 and starting at 14. And when he came to Lehi, the Philistines came shouting against him. And then the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him. And the robes that were on his arms became like flax that is burned with fire. And his bonds broke loose from his hands. He found a fresh jawbone of a donkey, reached out his hand and took it and killed a thousand men with it. And then Samson said, with the jawbone of a donkey, heaps upon heaps, 
with the jawbone of a donkey, I have slain a thousand men. The spirit of might came upon Samson, and Samson was able to do exceedingly abundantly. Samson was able to do exceedingly abundantly, brothers and sisters. In these times we're living in, I believe the spirit of might will come upon us, where we will be able to do exceedingly abundantly, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. He is a living God. He is a living Father. This is a living relationship that gives us the spirit of might, brothers and sisters. Praise you, Yehovah Sevaot. This is what is the vine, the vine uh, uh, that brings us the spirit of wisdom, brings us the spirit of might. It brings us the spirit of understanding. The vine is in us, is bringing us the spirit of knowledge, the spirit of integrity. The vine is in you, brothers and sisters. The vine surrounds you. The vine wants to put his roots in you. You don't have to say, oh God, oh God, I wish I had what Brother Pablo has. Oh God, I wish I had what Brother Elvie has. Oh God, I wish I had what he had. Oh, I wish I had what, what she had. You don't have to say that. You have to shake that intimidation off of you. You have to cast those doubting spirits away. Cast out that spirit of inferiority. Shake off and cast away everything that says you can't do it. And learn from the Holy Spirit. Learn from the vine. Go to the vine. The vine lives in you. This is the born-again experience. This is the evidence. That he lives. How to live in the realm of the spirit. Learn to live in the spirit. I explained it in Galatians 5. How to live in the spirit. Praise you Lord Jesus. And this is the evidence. He wants you to have the spirit of wisdom. He wants you to have the spirit of knowledge. He wants you to have the spirit of understanding. He wants you to have the spirit of integrity. He wants you to have the spirit of mightiness. He wants you to have the evidence. He wants you blessed in the field. He wants you blessed at your house. He wants your cup to runneth over. Hallelujah. He prepares the table for you right in front of your enemies, brothers and sisters. Pick your head up and stop putting your head down like you're like if you're some kind of outcast. The vine is in you, brothers and sisters. You see, we're coming here into the final push. Of this thing You're either you're either going to be in the vine Or you're going to be out of it You're either going to be in the darkness Or you're going to be in the light Sitting in a church Will not get you into that vine Brothers and sisters If you pull a donkey into a garage The donkey does not become an infinity You cannot call the donkey an infinity Just by bringing him into the barn He does not become an infinity this thing does not come by attending. This does not come by activities. This does not come by signing cards. This dunamis power, this evidence of the vine, comes from a supernatural relationship with God, the Lord Jesus Christ. He's not going to be completely happy until you are producing fruit. The evidence of wisdom in your life, the evidence of knowledge, the evidence of understanding, the evidence of integrity, the evidence of his mightiness in your life, brothers and sisters. 
is what makes him completely happy. Hallelujah. He wants you to raise your children differently. He wants you to be a different employee. He wants you to be a different citizen. He wants you to be a different husband. He wants you to be a different wife. He wants you to have insight into a different realm that Satan has no power over. Satan is the power of the air in this earth system. He operates in lies. He operates in psyops, in lust, in the pride of life, the pride of homosexuality. He's homo satanus. He is the king of that domain. Homo satanus is the king of the human 3D domain. But there is a bigger, higher, mightier king whose train fills the temple, who is seated on the throne at the right hand of the Father, and he lives to make intercession for us. He is the King of kings and Lord of lords. He is the king over the spiritual domain. He is Yahavah Sevaot, the king of heaven's armies. He is the king of all the hosts of heaven, brothers and sisters. And he is the spiritual vine in us. The kingdom of God is in us. Abba Adonai. Yeshua Mashiach Ruach HaGodesh is in us. The power in us. Who can be against us if he is for us? No weapon formed against us shall prosper. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. That's how we know we can rise up. That's how we know we overcome, brothers and sisters. Because he has already overcame. He has already defeated death. Brothers and sisters, that's why in this time we need to fight. I said it before and I'll say it again, brothers and sisters. That's why we need to fight. We have the dunamis power in us. Read Colossians 1, and I think starting at uh, verse 11 through 15, the strength, the dunamis power, the dunamato that he gives us. That's why we have to fight. This battle is already won. We are the victorious battlers, and we need to fight. We need we need to contend. We need to do battle. Apostasy is rising. False teachers are emerging. The truth of God is attacked. It is time to fight for the faith. Only believers who are spiritually in shape can answer the summons. The danger is real. False teachers have crept into the church, turning God's grace into unbounded license to do as they please. Let us be reminded of God's past dealings with unbelieving Israel, disobedient angels, and wicked Sodom and Gomorrah. In the face of such danger, Christians should not be caught off guard. The challenge is great, but so is Yahuwah. So is Yahavah Sevaot, who is able to keep us from stumbling. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We have to fight, brothers and sisters. Praise you, sweet Jesus. Hallelujah. Thus saith the Lord, the King of Israel, and his Redeemer, the Lord of hosts. I am the first and I am the last. And beside me there is no God. And who, as I, shall call and shall declare it? And set in order for me since I appointed the ancient people and the things that are coming and shall come. Let them show unto them, fear ye not, neither be afraid. Have not I told thee from that time and have declared it, 
you are even my witnesses. Is there a God beside me? Yeah, there is no God. I know not any. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. And he laid his right hand upon me, saying unto me, Fear not, I am the first and the last. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. For unto which of the angels said he at any time, Thou art my son, this day I have begotten thee. And again I will be to him a father, and he shall be to me a son. I will declare I will declare and decree the Lord has said unto me, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. And again when he bringeth in the first begotten into the world, he saith, And let all the angels of God worship him. Concerning his son Jesus Christ our Lord, which was made of the seed of David, according to the flesh, and declared to be the Son of God with power, with dunamis power, the fire that consumes the enemy, according to the spirit of holiness, by the resurrection from the dead, brothers and sisters. He is a consuming fire. He is the power, and he is the first and the last, brothers and sisters. The vine is in us, and he wants the fruit. He's going to come for the harvest. It is our time now to rise up with the spirit of might, with the spirit of understanding, with the spirit of wisdom and knowledge and integrity. It's time for us to rise up, brothers and sisters, because he's coming to get his fruit. He's coming to collect the harvest, brothers and sisters. Praise Jesus. Let us let us look at James. Let us look at James, brothers and sisters, chapter 5. Hallelujah. Let us look at James chapter 5 and verse 7. Therefore, be patient, brethren, until the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth. Be patient, brethren, until the coming of the Lord. You see how the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth. Waiting patiently for it until it receives the early and the latter rain. The latter rain is coming. We have to prepare our bodies to be the vessels to reap this harvest. Because he, the farmer waits for the precious fruit of the earth. And he has been waiting patiently. But he is coming to get the fruits of the earth, brothers and sisters. He wants to see the evidence in you. This vine that's in us will bear fruit. The world has to see the evidence, brothers and sisters. Let us look at Matthew chapter 12. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 12. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Matthew 12 and 33. Praise God. Either make the tree good. And it's fruit good Or else make the tree bad And it's fruit bad For a tree is known By its fruit Brood of vipers How can you being evil speak good things For out of the abundance of the heart The mouth speaks A good man out of the good treasure Of his heart brings forth good things 
And an evil man out of the evil treasures of brings forth evil things. But I say to you that for every idle word men may speak, they will give account of it in the day of judgment. For by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. Brothers and sisters, our words are the evidence. Are you speaking words into people's lives? Are your words bearing fruit? Are you speaking life into the people dying all around you? Are you speaking healing into the sick and lost all around you, brothers and sisters? Homo Satanus has no power over this. When we live in the spirit and not in this world, he has no power in the kingdom of Yahuwah. He is the prince of the power in the air, but not the king of kings. He's not the king of the hosts of heaven. He's not Yahavah Sevaot, the king of the hosts of heaven. He is coming, the hosts of heaven, he is coming to pick his fruit. Have you been producing good fruit? Are good words coming out of your mouth? Are you speaking the word of God? Are you speaking the sword of the spirit? The government is not going to restore anything. The president is not going to save you. And he's not going to help you bear good fruit. This country has gone to hell and back three times. The Republicans and Democrats have no power. They have no power in the spiritual realm. And the church is in critical care and needs recovery. It needs quick recovery right now, brothers and sisters. People think people think um, that Donald Trump will be a better president. People think, uh, the Democrats think Hillary Clinton will save them. Brothers and sisters, God is the only one. Jesus Christ, Yeshua Mashiach, is the only one that can save us. He's the only one that can make things better. The church is dying. The Pope is merging Catholicism and Islam and Christianity. The ultimate wolf in sheep's clothing is the black Jesuit Pope that cannot, he can't even read and recite Matthew 6, the Lord's Prayer. He can't even do that. YouTube it. You'll see his utter failure. He can't even read and recite the Lord's Prayer. He is a wolf in sheep's clothing. He's the false prophet. He's saying the Quran and the Bible are the same. I'm sorry, but the Quran and the Bible is not the same. The Bible shows us how to live a righteous life, how Jesus Christ crucified and saved us from our sins. We no longer have to shed blood. Brothers and sisters, the the the, the Quran tells the Islam people they got to shed blood. The only way they know they're going to hell, they know they're going to hell. The only way to go to heaven and get their virgins is by shedding innocent blood, by shedding blood of the infidel while they die. While they die, they need to shed innocent uh, blood from the infidel. This is how they go to heaven with all their whatever. That's what the Quran teaches them. The Bible teaches us the death of Jesus Christ was what saves us. The death of Jesus Christ is what brings us up out of the ashes, out of the darkness and into the light by the blood of Jesus Christ. There is no more need for bloodshed but because Jesus has sacrificed his life. He was the ultimate sacrifice. He paid his life for you and for me. And by Jesus Christ, we enter into heaven, brothers and sisters. Brothers and sisters, it's time we bring the evidence. 
The vines have been growing for years now. The fruits have been flowing out of us like rivers of living water, pumping through our hearts. Yahavah Mashiach Sebaor Ruach HaGodesh has set up his camp within you. It is time you speak to the, to the, to the, it is time you speak to the kind of dark, to the king of darkness. It is time you speak to the darkness. It is time you, you attack the kingdom of darkness. It is time you speak to that cancer. It is time you speak to that illness and you say, no more. I am washed by the blood of the lamb. I am washed by the bloodshed of Jesus Christ. And if you believe that you receive, Mark 11, 23 and 24, believe that you receive, believe that you receive and you will receive it. Speak to the kingdom of darkness and tell them no more. Put on your armor and fight like a good soldier of the Lord Jesus Christ. Ephesians 6, the armor of God. Romans uh uh, Romans uh, 10 and 13, the armor of light. Hallelujah. First, uh, first or second Corinthians 10, 3 to 5, we do not fight against flesh and blood, but we fight against principalities, brothers and sisters. Release the Zadi Kruakim. Release the angels of Yahavah Sevao Ruach HaKodesh to fight on your behalf, to attack the kingdom of darkness. Release the angels, the Numas, the Angelos, the Zerekah Nefeshim, the Abaronai Elohim. Release them to fight, to fight against the principalities, to fight against the rulers in dark places. Release them in the name of Jesus. Release the power of God, the dunamis power of God. Release the Zarikrua Kim, the Abaronai Elohim, to attack the kingdom of darkness, brothers and sisters. Forget about the revival you're waiting for at your church. Forget about the revival coming to this world. Forget about the revival coming to the United States. You be the revival. You speak the revival. Be the revival around you. You speak to that cancer and tell it to go. Go in the name of Jesus and keep speaking it until it's gone. You speak to that mountain and tell it to move because the kingdom of God is moving in you. And he wants you to be the evidence of his kingdom, brothers and sisters. He wants you to be the evidence brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus, because he flows through us and he lives in us. The vine is flowing through us, through us, brothers and sisters. The branches have bear, have grown their fruit. The leaves have blossomed, brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. It's time for the, for the harvest. It's time for the fruit to be plucked up. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. That day is a day of wrath, a day of trouble and distress, a day of wasteness and desolation, a day of darkness and gloominess, a day of clouds and thick darkness. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and terrible day of the Lord come. You know, I was told, I was told back in uh, back in 2011, what does the sunflower plant and the sun have in common what does the sunflower plant and the sun have in common okay uh, you give up alright the sunflower is black at its core 
The sun is black at its core. The sun shall be, Joel chapter 2, verse 31, the sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and terrible day of the Lord come. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and notable day of the Lord come. But after thy hardness and impenitent heart treasures up unto thyself wrath against the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God, being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ, who shall also confirm you unto the end, that ye may be blameless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ, as also ye have acknowledged us in part, that we are your rejoicing. They are rejoicing for us, brothers and sisters, even as ye also are ours in the day of the Lord Jesus, that you may approve things that are excellent, that ye may be sincere and without offense to the day of Christ, that you may be blameless and harmless to sons and daughters of God without rebuke in the midst of a crooked and perverse nation, among whom you shine as lights in the world, to read Isaiah 61, 1 and 2. But the heavens and the earth, which are now by the same word, are kept in store, reserved unto fire against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men, looking for and hasting unto the coming of the day of God, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. And the kings of the earth and the great men and rich men and the chief captains and the mighty men and every bondman and every free man hid themselves in the dens and in the rocks of the mountains and said to the mountains and rocks, Fall on us and hide us from the face of him that sitteth on the throne, from the wrath of the Lamb, for the day, the great day of his wrath is come, and who shall be able to stand? Who shall be able to stand? The righteous. The remnant, the Kodeshim, that's who's going to stand. The wicked have to go hide because they are wicked. And the evidence of their wickedness is the bloodshed and the, the shedding of the innocent blood and the usury and the covetousness. But our evidence on that day will be, we'll be able to stand. The evidence on that day is that we will be with Christ. The evidence on that day is that we are his vessel. We are the body of Christ. And we will be able to stand, brothers and sisters. And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. And he laid his right hand upon me, saying unto me, Fear not, fear not. I am the first and the last. Hallelujah. Brothers and sisters, is the vine growing within you, brothers and sisters? Is the vine growing within you, brothers and sisters? Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord Jesus. I will praise you, Lord Father. I will praise you. Neither height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. I want you to be all mine. I want you to depend only on me. Not on your friends, not on yourselves, not on your circumstances. Depending only on me. 
may make you feel a bit like a tightrope walker at the circus. But don't be afraid of falling. I am your safety net. I will catch you. I promise. So don't look down. Look ahead to me. I am always in front of you, encouraging you to come closer to me, one step at a time. There is nothing in the whole world that can separate you from my love. There is nothing in the whole world that can separate you from my love. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Deuteronomy 33 and 27. The eternal God is your refuge. And underneath are the everlasting arms. He will thrust out the enemy from before you. And will say, destroy, destroy, destroy. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. We need to learn to be the mighty vessel. Because within us also we can say, destroy. We can release the angels in heaven. We can release the Zarikroakim. We can release the Dunamis power of God. And we can destroy the camp of the enemy. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Let's look at 1 John 3 real quick. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay, 1 John 3 8. He who sins is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. For this purpose the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. The Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. And in 1 John four seventeen, I think it says, that we are as Jesus on this earth. If we walk in love, we walk in the Spirit, we are as Jesus. What does Jesus do? He destroyed the works of the devil. Hallelujah. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will make your paths straight. Learn to trust me in all situations, the tough ones as well as the easy ones. Trust me when you don't understand what's going on. Trust me when everything seems to be spinning out of control. Trust me when you feel like you are all alone and no one understands. I understand. Don't waste your time thinking about how things should have been. Don't try to run away. Start right this minute accepting things exactly as they are. And search for my way through your challenges. Learn to look for the blessings and the opportunities I have hidden in those difficulties. Trust me and lean on me. I love you and I will never let you down. Trust me and lean on me. I love you and I will never let you down. Brothers and sisters, the vine in me one time, I was going through some stuff, let me tell you, and the vine in me kept telling me to trust him. Trust him. If you're going through problems, if you're going through fear, if you're going, if you're questioning, just trust him. Just put all your trust in him and lean not on your own understanding. Trust him with all you do 
If you say, well, Pablo, I, how do I exercise my trust? Praise him and worship him. Don't worry, worship. Don't worry, worship. Worship. Put on the garment of praise. Put on the garment of praise for the, for the spirit of oppression. Put on the garment of praise. That'll be your evidence for trust. Hallelujah. And then I'm going to close this with Psalm 52, 8, and then, and then I'm going to play some, some songs to worship him. And when I play these songs, go to him and worship him. And, and be, the vine, be like the, talk to the vine that is growing in, in you. Speak to the presence, the very presence of God that is in you, that is hindering you from, 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 from getting the spirit of knowledge, from gaining the spirit of might, from gaining the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of integrity. Go to the vine, brothers and sisters. He is in you. This is the born-again experience. We can go to him and he will give us. We seek him and he will give us. We knock on the door and the door shall be open, brothers and sisters. Psalms 52.8. You see, brothers and sisters, the vine will one day be a tree. Hallelujah. Psalms 52.8. But I am like a green olive tree in the house of God. I trust in the mercy of God forever. I said I trust in the mercy of God forever and ever. Why? Because now I am like a green olive tree. I went from a seed to the branches, to the roots, to the vine, to the stalks. And now I'm like a, tr like a green olive tree in the house of God. I trust in the mercy of God forever and ever. Hallelujah. What a mighty God we serve, brothers and sisters. Praise you, sweet Jesus. You have a destiny, brothers and sisters. You have a calling. And he's calling you to be his vessel. He's calling you so he can equip you, so he can prepare you for this latter rain. Because we're going to help bring in the harvest. He's coming to get his fruits. Praise Jesus. He has been waiting patiently. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you for your patience, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Now be ready, brothers and sisters, to do your will, to do your destiny, brothers and sisters. For such a time as this, you have been called. Hallelujah.
many out there are ready to change the world around you? How many out there are ready to be the living vine, the, the living uh, tree planted by the rivers of living water? How many out there are ready to go out into the world to be the evidence of the one who has called you? Because he makes beautiful things. He has made us his beautiful vessels. Let us sing this last song to the Lord because he makes us.
into his beautiful vessels, brothers and sisters. He's so beautiful, and he makes beautiful things. Praise you, Jesus.
Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for being so beautiful, making beautiful things. It's just more evidence, Lord Father. We love you, Jesus. We exalt you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for being the vine in us, Lord Father. And let this vine grow into beautiful trees, Lord Jesus, bearing your good fruits. Bearing your good fruit. Thank you, Jesus. Brothers and sisters, thank you for joining us tonight. I hope this message equipped you and empowered you to continue fighting the fight. Just remember, fight, contend for the faith, because we are living in a time of great apostasy. Praise Jesus. Put on your helmet, put on Jesus Christ, and walk in the Spirit. I wish you all the best. May the Lord keep you and bless you. Shalom, shalom to you and your families. Much love and good night.
Thank you.